You are listening to Go Doc Yourself, your weekly documentary book club. Listen in while we two errands dissect our most recent documentary find. Sometimes weird, sometimes mainstream, but always entertaining. Grab a cup of coffee and let's clutch. Hi and welcome to Go Doc Yourself. I'm Erin McCart. And I'm Erin McCourt. Today... We're going to talk about Bikram, Yogi Guru Predator. This is on Netflix. It was done in 2019. It's an hour and 26 minutes long. It's directed by Eva Orner. Now, I will put out a warning. There is to do with sexual assault in that. So if you're triggered by these things, mm-hmm. first, don't watch it. <laughs> Secondly, <laughs> maybe not listen. Really, it's up to you. But yeah, it, it covers some not very pleasant topics. Yeah. Kind of an amazing story, though. I love at the beginning they kind of talk about, or at least Bikram Chowdhury. Is that what we want to put that out there? Mm-hmm. So there's some footage of him talking on various interviews throughout this. But I love the fact he's like, well, Elvis Presley was my first American student. And then there was Nixon. And then there was George Harrison. And then there was Quincy Jones, Sinatra, Raquel Welch. I mean, I guess if you were around any time in sort of... um what, the 70s, mm-hmm, 70s, 60s, 80s. 70s, you were treated by this dude? So he said his first student in America was Elvis Presley. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, clearly that wasn't a lasting relationship because Elvis was fat <laughs> when he died, right? <laughs> so that didn't work very well. Mm-hmm. And then he talks about Nixon. Oh, my God, that whole story. It just, it, he just keeps going. And I'm like, okay, I get it, especially with like Shirley MacLaine and that. She was totally into that shit, right? Right. But it's just, it's so much. Every time he opens his mouth, it's like, seriously, dude. <laughs> seriously. Yeah, it's, there's a lot of just, I don't know, over the top. Yeah, it's just piling on of details that you don't need to pile on. And they're never small. It's just everything is so big. The grandeur, the, and, and every yeah. time he tells it, I think it probably gets bigger and bigger. Yes. I like that he says Nixon couldn't remember which leg was, which bum leg it was, like left, right, right, left. I, you know, I just can't even remember. I'm like, I will forever remember mm-hmm. where I was injured. I mean, it's scarred into my psyche. Thankfully, I'm not always in, like I've healed from those things, but it's not like I was like, oh, fuck, which eyeball was that or whatever. You know, right. like you, you remember those things. So I just am like, oh, gross. Okay. Can we talk about the fact that it kind of opens with this old like 70s talk show? Yeah. And he comes on in the tiniest loincloth I've ever seen in my life. And he's not got a single piece of body hair on him. This is a full body wax. <laughs> and he barely has hair on his head. I'll give him that. It's, it's a lovely comb over. It right. just totally in style for that time. Oh, and he had people see behind him when he bent over. And I thought, you're going to see everything. Those tiny shorts don't hide anything. They really don't. He was pretty buff. I mean, he leaned yeah. off the tiny loincloth. I think it left nothing to the imagination, which I don't think was certainly very flattering. To it really wasn't. Oh, we didn't, we didn't need any more material here. It's fine. <laughs> Just that scrap piece will do. Thanks. I know, right? This like, I don't. You, know. you don't need much. It's. They bring out his wife, who was twenty at the time, and he's not. I don't know. He wasn't old, but he looked old all the time. Right? He's just one of those people. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, she's awful bendy, too. Well done. Well, they were both yoga champions, although it's possible that there might have been an actual competition for her. <laughs> Listen, don't even... Okay, we'll get to the yoga competitions, because I don't yeah, understand Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. But he does talk about on this little talk show, he's like, yoga will cure everything. It'll cure cancer and arthritis and heart problems and brain aneurysms. I don't know. He didn't say any of those, I'm sure. But mm-hmm. essentially, it'll cure everything. Right. It's the exercise form of snake oil. Yeah. 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 And I'm not saying you wouldn't feel good. You'd be healthy. You'd feel great. But but I think that America was probably right for this, right? We tend to not pay attention to the physical and mm-hmm. yoga really, you know, there's a lot of mind-body connection. If you're ever, have you ever taken a yoga class or done any of the yogas on YouTube or whatever, you know, the idea is it promotes relaxation. It promotes flexibility. It promotes, you know, some cardiovascular, depending on how much you're doing. I mean, there's different varieties. Right. I think as Americans, we tend to be like, is there a 
pill for this instead of like, right. oh, could I perhaps be more yeah. active? Eat so, better. Yeah. You know, we don't really think about the power of moving and, you know, mm. trying to be a little bit more aware of your physical self beyond like, I have to sit in this chair and type on a computer all day. That's sort of our default. So I can imagine mm. that part of what he's selling probably resonated with a lot of people and was beneficial in that way. So I don't want to foo-foo on yoga too much because I do believe that the yoga is not the problem here. No, no. <laughs> he, that however, <laughs> is just a rat bastard. So yeah, no, I love yoga. I do believe it is very good for your health. Mm-hmm. Do I think it's going to cure cancer? Probably not. No. Will it prevent it from starting sooner? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. So they're they're talking about we're in 1998 now. So mm-hmm. we're later and, you know, he's making it big and it's a big deal. And, mm-hmm. and some chick says one of the things that she loved is he was one of the last living yogis. Is that what he told you? Well, I wondered about that too, <laughs> right? Like what constitutes somebody as a guru? Or a yogi. That's different. Okay. I think. Okay. That might be an interpretation thing because the when I do yoga with Adrian on YouTube, she calls everybody a yogi. Like you're a yogi because you're practicing yoga. So I don't know, but you're right. He kind of markets himself as an expert. A It's a master yeah. class type situation. So Yes. I think in this case, they're talking, if you were to use them interchangeably, you would say that it's someone who does yoga for like, uh, that's their lifestyle. Okay. That's what they mm-hmm. do all the time, right? Not just one or two classes. Sure. But again, really, he's one of the last living ones. I doubt it. Yeah. I mean, I think that there's a whole country or continent full of people that you know, live this lifestyle. Um, (laughs) Is this Patrice that you're kind of referring to? I tried to get people's first names in this because there was a lot of first person testimonial interview kind of situations. Yeah, there are a couple that I didn't get. Yeah. Okay. So Patrice was the redhead with the long hair. Well, I think she might have been the one who said that you're right. But yeah, she I have so many issues with her. Uh, Well, yeah, they come through really at the end. Yes. So Let's talk a little bit about what Bikram yoga is. So mm-hmm. you go to this class. The room is extremely hot. It's also called hot, hot yoga these days. But the room is what, 105 degrees? Something like that. I mean, just outrageous. Stupid. About 90 minutes. And you go through a series of poses and transitions and blah, 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 blah. So it sounds miserable. Never done it, but it sounds horrible. But it's 26 specific positions yes. with two different breathing techniques. And then, so Patrice, I believe most people that go into this have done some kind of yoga before, Mm -hmm. but that's probably not a rule. I'm not sure. But she said she felt like she was going to die. I'm assuming that's how I would feel as well. And I'm like, okay, so you go, you sweat your balls off. Some people leave, like some people walk out because it's just too fucking intense. Mm -hmm. Some people come back. So he's encouraging you, yelling at you, sometimes singing to you. So he's leading the class through these. 26 positions. Evidently, it's very, very difficult. You have to get in a certain mindset. You're really pushing yourself. Mm -hmm. But it's amazing. And he's not doing it. You know, he's sitting on this throne high above everyone with like a Madonna style concert microphone on. Uh, Yeah. And he has air conditioner blowing at his back, right? right? Which they do mention later, but you can see it immediately. You can see these. So everyone else is dying and he's like sitting in comfort. He's still in the Speedos also. Yes, he very rarely ever wears clothes. Mm-hmm. And I know I joke about if I had a good body, I never wear clothes, but that is a joke, right? I would not be this guy. This guy took it literally. Well, yeah, it's just, it's gross. At yeah. some point, you're going to have to cover it up a little bit. You would think. Yeah. Also, his hair. Can we, I mean. Well, it's the, at some point, he just goes for the full skullet, right? Like it's right. the Ben Franklin. Yes. Yes. And so it's. But it's all frizzy and horrible in the back. Yes, it's so bad. It's so Just bad. Shave your head, dude. <laughs> it was so nasty. So I love that Francesca. Mm-hmm. She came in and she's like, I had done yoga for 25 years, mm-hmm. but I go to this class and I thought I was going to die. She's like, I seriously wanted to go to the police when I was done to tell them what he did to me. <laughs> like, it's just such a bad class. So, okay. So to hear these women talk about it and there's more, there's more people that talk about this and, and everybody's like, it's really difficult, but once you get it, you'll Mm -hmm. never do anything else. Like it's revolutionary. It changes your Mm -hmm. life. And I'm like, I want to know why I had to look it up. 
So if you'll humor me, mm-hmm. I have a few details for you on this. Right. So I guess it all comes down to yoga is wonderful for you, stress relief. It'll make you stronger. Things are better if you move them. Who knew? But because the room is hot, your heart rate is elevated. And so one thing, one article that I read said that you could, in a 90-minute class, burn a 1,000 calories. That's fucking crazy. That's more than like boot camp and stuff. And then the other thing that I really took away from this was there's some tourniquet-type situations that happen so you're cutting off a little bit of blood flow to some of these areas and then when the blood gets you moved and the blood comes back it's nutrient rich and they say that it does all this stuff and I'm like sigh okay right but that's one of the things that is sort of pushed out into the public of why this is awesome the other thing is they talk about and don't they always talk about getting rid of toxins (laughs) and I'm like okay I'm a little Mm woo-woo I like some essential oils Mm -hmm. I'll burn a candle and helps with my stress levels. I do some deep breathing. There's some wisdom in practices that people have refined over thousands of years. There's Mm -hmm. some truth to those things. Sure. But I have a liver and my liver takes care of my toxins. And kidneys, yeah. You can talk about, well, the heat opens your pores and you sweat and you're not just sweating out water. There's other bits in there. Cool. But I don't know that that's really the revolution that you're dealing with. I think it's got more to do with the fact that you're doing this shit in the heat Mm -hmm. and like maybe it's fellowship because it's so horrible that you came through it with all this giant group of people. So like boot camp. <laughs> yes. But I'm just like, why do they tout it so much? Like, why is it this? Like, why does it get the status of following? I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. one of the things he says in the class, he said, if anybody feels dizzy, nauseous, you think you're going to throw mm-hmm. up, that's good news. That's what you pay for. You know, if someone were to tell me that in an exercise class, I'd be like, ah, but I'm not paying for it again. I'm done. That should not be my goal unless I'm drinking really bad. Well, I mean, you were in a high school or a middle school gym class when you were like, well, I have to run this mile and a half for the presidential fitness award bullshit or whatever. Like that's the last time I had to do anything in a physical realm. I don't like people barking orders at me, but I guess some people really reveled in this. This really worked for a lot of people. So yeah. So does a boot camp type setting. They have boot camp exercise classes where people yell at you and probably call you a maggot. So Mm -hmm. None of that appeals to me. Now, I will say all these people look amazing. They are fit as fuck. So Yes. Yes. <laughs> now, were they fit before they started? Probably. Well, some of them were. That There's a guy named Jacob that comes in somewhat later, and he says that he was not. He was, he yeah. was heavy, and he mm-hmm. needed somebody to belittle him into losing weight. And I'm like, oh, God. okay. He should have gone to therapy, not yoga, but yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, I'm glad he found something that worked for him because that's, you know, the key to all of this. But, like, Mm -hmm. I don't need somebody to belittle me and, like, talk about somebody's fat stomach. Like, that's Mm -hmm. offensive. Yeah. Okay. Well, and they do talk about it later that part of it is, especially with the teacher training, not just the classes, but the Mm -hmm. teacher training, you come in with the mentality of you're going to do everything you're told. Mm -hmm. You're going to not question. It is a very cult-like setting in that manner that this person is your God Mm -hmm. for this time being. Yes. I mean, I think all of the people that are highlighted in this went through the teacher training, Mm -hmm. which is nine weeks and you're sleep deprived. Mm -hmm. You're starved. You don't eat a lot. You're, you can't leave. So this takes place in a hotel, Mm -hmm. right? Can't use the bathroom in the middle of class or lecture. Mm -hmm. Right. So you can see kind of how carefully constructed this is in such a way that you become more pliable, Mm -hmm. in my opinion, to this. So one of the people later talks a little bit about brainwashing and I'm like, oh yeah, okay, here we go. But yeah, he is your God, evidently forever, because there are some people who, you know, still are big fans. Yeah, surprisingly. I mean, they they had talked Mm -hmm. about that so many people love the classes so much that they would never hear a negative thing about him. They would not listen to it. They didn't want to hear it. And you see that with a lot of celebrities when scandal comes out. Mm -hmm. They take it personally almost, right? You know, that's your truth. I mean, maybe you weren't exposed to this. It's possible. But at the same time, I'm like, is there no room for doubt? I mean, who is perfect? Right. So let's talk a little bit about Bikram because he grew up. Mm In India, I believe Calcutta, mm-hmm. he said he was the all Indian yoga champion three times when he was 11, 12, mm-hmm. and 13. Now, what do you think a yoga competition entails? Yoga to me implies 
not competition, right? Stress relief. <laughs> Just by definition. Right? So is it like who can change and do the most poses, the most extreme poses, who can hold them the longest? What the fuck would that entail? I mean, I agree with you. Like, how do you judge a winner? Maybe your breath control is just really outstanding. Maybe you're doing it there underwater. You go. I think it'd be a lot easier to hold the poses Dude. underwater. But I mean, <laughs> even I could do it underwater. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he said he was forced to retire from competitive yoga because he won so many times. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, you can't compete anymore. We won't win. Yeah, that sounds real. How convenient. Decided to take up weightlifting. Mm-hmm. Was supposed to go to the 64 Olympics in Tokyo. Mm-hmm. but. He had a 460-pound weight dropped on his left leg days before he was supposed to leave. Mm -hmm. He said his leg was dust. It was shattered. Mm -hmm. Guess what fixed that leg, Erin? It was that that yoga. Yoga Mm -hmm. can mend bones. That's what it can do. Yeah. He does mention that his teacher was Bisnu Charangash. So I think that it's important that we say that he does a you know, kind of talk about he had his own teacher. Mm -hmm. Because much like any martial arts movie that I've ever seen, it's a very, it's an important relationship between your teacher and you as um, the best student of all time. So. Oh, clearly. Yeah. yeah. So yes, the teacher was like, bring that shattered leg on back here and we're going to work on it and Mm -hmm. uh, get you back into uh, fighting shape. Also, Mm -hmm. did you catch the part where he's talking about, well, weightlifting is the most difficult sport in the world. So, of course, Mm -hmm. he would have to be on that, Mm -hmm. you know, because he's the bestest. He is the best. And I'm not saying that it's not difficult. Oh, no. Absolutely. It looks horrible. I think just about anyone with enough practice could lift Mm -hmm. weights. I don't think anyone with enough practice could do, say, figure skating (laughs) or gymnastics. They seem a little bit more complicated. Ski jumping, for example. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I mean, we just watched the Olympics, right? The Winter Olympics and those moguls. I don't understand how that works. I don't understand how they work when they're done with them. How do their knees still work? I mean, I don't know. You're supposed to keep that head still, though, and the rest of you is moving around like crazy. So (laughs) it just looks horrible. I know. So it's debatable, right? But the way he frames Mm -hmm. everything is I am at the heart of the most of everything. It doesn't matter what it is. Yep. If he's involved then it's the most extreme. Yeah. Yeah. And he's the best at those things. Anything that he does, he is the best Mm -hmm. at. Mm -hmm. I mean, it must be tough being the best at everything. I mean, I think that's what they say about leaders of North Korea. I'm just saying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Listen, I'm going to cut that out. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (sighs) Okay. That's all I have to do to get you to cut stuff out is mention North Korea? Yep, that's it. It's out. It's gone. (laughs) Okay. So. He gets that knee fixed, right? He sure does. I mean, after, yeah. after like six months, and he tells his master, listen, I'm going to spread the word, and I'm going to spread the healing yoga across the world. Mm-hmm. I will be the farmer right. for the seed. Mm-hmm. So 4th of July, 1972, he goes to Hawaii to meet Nixon. Now, as you all know, anyone can just walk up to a president and talk to them, mm-hmm. touch them. You know, there's nothing to stop you from doing that. Mm-hmm. So he never having met this president or person before, is able to somehow give Nixon the fixing he needed for his leg that they wanted to amputate because he had like a clot in his leg. Absolutely. There was mention of like a, he did the yoga in the tub. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure it was a great tub. And it was like four days or something like outrageously simple. Yep, just a couple days. And then um, it worked so well that Nixon didn't even remember which leg had been infirmed in the first place. Mm-hmm. And As a sign of gratitude, Nixon got him a green card. Like, he didn't even apply for a green card. It just showed up one day. Right? That's how that works. Convenient. Convenient. I'm like, is there any record of this? There would be record of this. I mean, we've talked about on our little slice of the world here many times that when you deliver something with enough confidence, people are just like, okay. Mm -hmm. And I think this is another example of it makes for a great story. Yeah. So it must be true. And... It's too fucking old for people nowadays to care. Yeah, yeah, they don't care. Nixon was a president. The time frame was right. Sure, sure. Okay. I mean, it was shortly after Kennedy was shot. I'm sure the security was super lax. (laughs) And they just let him do whatever he wanted. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, he looks legit. He wore those tiny speedos, so he wouldn't, you know, he didn't have any like weapons on him or whatever. <laughs> I mean, nothing up my sleeve. Just his dong, <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Damn it! Ooh. I just wanted to put some clothes on. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, that's that's just kind of his origin story, right? That's how he came to mm-hmm. the U.S. Which is interesting because didn't he say at the very beginning that Elvis was his first student, but now he's saying he specifically flew to Hawaii to work with Nixon and he hadn't been to the U.S. before that? Yes, but you don't know that Elvis didn't fly over to India. True. But that's the whole point of this is like he doesn't have to follow these details with any kind of backing. It's just, Mm -hmm. oh, he's a guru, he's a yogi, and you accept what he says because... Because you do. Because he said so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So one of the former yoga teachers, John Dowd, Mm -hmm. so he had said that Bikram considers himself a cross between Mother Teresa and Howard Stern. He's the bad boy of yoga. Ken, I don't think yoga needs a bad boy. It's just yoga. Just let it be. Yeah. I mean, you could make the argument that Mother Teresa maybe wasn't the, I mean, you know, she maybe didn't do all the things correctly. So, mm, okay. Just saying. (laughs) Okay, so let's talk about this training. So this kind of focuses Mm -hmm. mostly on the training, not the class itself. So to become Mm -hmm. a teacher of Bikram yoga, you have to go through the official Bikram training. Like you said, it's nine weeks. Mm -hmm. He did them all over the world. Like he started with Bikram's Yoga College of India in like LA or something, right? Mm -hmm. And then he just essentially franchised it out. Mm -hmm. I say he franchised, but that's not true. He always led the classes. They're his. Starts small with like 30 people, The you know graduating the next class had like Mm -hmm. 60 and then it just doubles Mm -hmm. there were hotel rooms they said hotel i guess they were kind of like convention centers or whatever but they Mm -hmm. classes of like 500 people at a time in that hot hot room you think the whole hotel smelled and they're just like listen just rent the whole thing and then we're steam it when you're done i don't know I mean, I think you raise an excellent point because when i think it was francesca that said it smelled disgusting yes it would yeah so I don't know exactly how they pulled that off. I guess the hotel was like, I mean, we can, our sanitizing is pretty outstanding. We're just going to bleach everything until everything's dead. Yes. They also mention that initially these classes, it was just by word of mouth. Mm -hmm. But eventually he starts to show up in magazines, right? So in 2005, as yoga is becoming more popular in America, some of, they show some pictures of him posing with cars and it is the fucking cheesiest thing Mm -hmm. I have ever seen so I think all of these things go hand in hand right Mm -hmm. like he starts to become more popular so more people are coming into this he's doing these massive trainings for people up to 500 in one room Mm -hmm. one sweaty miserable disgusting room Mm -hmm. and um, I heard two different prices in this like one was five thousand dollars one was $11,000. Oh, I didn't hear five. I heard about $10,000 ahead. Okay. And then the one was mm-hmm. 11000 So I think it probably depends on where it was, but I think 10000 was the average. $10,000 for 500 people. Yes. Yeah. So that's how he ends up making bank, right? So he has all these cars. He does all of this stuff. So again, I guess that's where the bad boy of yoga business comes out. But that's $5 million for nine weeks. Now, I mean, that's crazy. You would have to pay. For the hotel, mm-hmm. like you're renting the hotel. Mm-hmm. And I would assume, no, I don't want to assume actually. I don't know what's entailed. I assume part of that is the room, but I doubt it, right? You probably have to pay for your own room on top of that as part of the hotel. You probably have to pay for your own food. And there's very little, so that wouldn't cost much. You know, you probably have to pay for everything else on top of this. I would like to think it all came with that price, but I doubt it. Like a package? Right. I guess I didn't think about that. I did note that they mentioned, so like you said, this started somewhere in California. We th- we're thinking LA. Mm-hmm. He has a house there. Mm-hmm. But when he's doing teacher training, he stays in the hotel in the presidential suite. Mm-hmm. Convenient. Mm-hmm. Convenient. Yeah. And so as this thing goes on, like after class and all the rest of the time, people are like rubbing his feet and massaging, massaging him, him right. all over the place. Okay. He's not the one doing all the work. He's sitting up there while everyone else busts their ass. And then when the class is over, they still have to massage him. Fuck that. Yes. So, okay. We're working on a nice God complex for him, Mm -hmm. right? He's the best at everything. Mm -hmm. You little underling just need to come and rub my feet. I mean, he will select 
I don't know if it was men and women, but he would select women at least to come up on stage and like kind of demonstrate some stuff. And then there was this one horrible pose where you're doing a backbend on your knees and on your elbows. Mm -hmm. And then he would just stand on you. On your hip bones. Yeah. I mean, I know he's a tiny man. He is a tiny man. But Mm -hmm. still, no, don't be standing on people. And then I'm like, why is that something that we're like, oh, my God, that's the greatest way to get those footprints on you or whatever. Like, I just was so grossed out by that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's just gross. So it's kind of setting up this thing of there's already some problems. Like you mentioned, there's Mm -hmm. no questioning why he's telling you. I mean, he's sort of like idolized and you're rubbing his feet and, you know. The color green is banned. (laughs) Oh, yeah. The fuck is that about? No green. I mean, just no green. It makes me not happy. So we can't have it. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He gets air conditioning where everyone else suffers. Yeah. There's no food for anybody. There's no sleep. Right. Well, but he doesn't sleep. Right. So mm-hmm. he mentions in an interview, he only sleeps less than 30 hours a month. He says less than an hour a day. Okay. Why is that one? Okay. And two, like, wow, I would be like, dude, you need to go to a fucking doctor. That's not okay. I mean, because we're Americans and we're like, oh, productivity rules or something. I don't know. Right. But I think it's, again, this massive exaggeration that he's famous for. Yeah. And during that same interview, he says, you'll never meet a human being on this earth more pure than me. Mm-hmm. Is that why he can't wear clothes to keep his purity? <laughs> well, I think <sighs> we've learned if you want to keep your purity, you have to wear the Mormon underwear. Well, they cover a lot more than those tiny, tiny they sure do. Yeah. They sure do. <sighs> I know. Okay. So we meet Sarah. Mm-hmm. Sarah was going to teacher training. I mean, she was committed, right? This is what she wanted to do with her life. She loved mm-hmm. this yoga. She wanted to become a teacher, have her studio, whatever. Mm-hmm. She gets called into Bikram's office. She said she'd only been there for, I think, about four days, right? Mm-hmm. First of all, I was very happy to see he put like a towel down before he sat on that chair. <laughs> But (laughs) he sits there and he tells her, he talks to her, he's like, so what are we going to do about this? And she's like, well, what are we going to do about what? And he's like, well, Mm -hmm. what are we going to do about us? Mm -hmm. Should we make it a relationship? Should we? And she's like, the fuck? Right. She talks a little bit about he grabs her during one class and like stretches her beyond what she was, what she thought she was capable of. And in this case was a good thing. He's kind of always pressing into her and stuff Mm -hmm. and like you know so she's definitely getting the feels that he is coming on to her Mm -hmm. but it's all in the guise of correcting her posture or yeah right so after he says you know should we make this a relationship she actually goes and she talks to one of the senior staffers Mm -hmm. and that person says to her do what I do if you're going to stay here separate the teacher from the man and right there you're like oh they fucking know they all know uh, so everyone um, knows. Yeah, that's not great. So, you know, she talks a lot about being careful because she wants to be able to teach and you have to get his approval to mm-hmm. be free to open your own studio or whatever. Like, not only right. do you have to do this, you have to complete training, but he has to like basically sign off on mm-hmm. you. On any franchise. Yeah. Before you sign yes. a lease, he has to say it's okay. Right. Yes. And she mentions the word brainwashed, although she still has hesitancy you know she's like I don't know if I want to say it this way yeah but he's controlling their livelihood right they've invested okay let's put it in perspective these mostly younger people let's say in their 20s Mm -hmm. right there are some older too but mostly people in their 20s how many people in their 20s you know have ten thousand dollars to spare for something Mm -hmm. like this you would think Mm -hmm. so this is an investment in your future you were going to take this and make a career out of it it's like going to college right yeah so what if, if you walk out you've just lost that you've lost everything Right. And you can't work at the same time that you're going to teach our training because it's nine weeks and you're basically sequestered in there. Yes. Yes. So you are committed. And I think there's probably some kind of underlying peer pressure, right? So um, I don't know. I just think it it would be difficult to be in the situation of like, do I continue? Do I not continue? Like, what Mm -hmm. do I, how do I play this? Right. But she did talk to, so she was friends with, was it Jacob? Yes. She was friends with Jacob and they were doing teacher training together and mm-hmm. she did tell him, and he was like, okay, right? He didn't, one, know what to do with that information. And two, it's not that he doubted her so much as he was like, well, you have to keep going. 
right? You can't just not go. Right. So they understood that, well, dude, this sucks. Hopefully mm-hmm. you can stay in the back and get ignored for the rest of class. I don't know. Right. So again, you can see that it's a complicated situation. It's not so cut and dry that she should just like smack him across the face or, you know, and then just stomp off. Um, She's invested. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Jacob is the one who said that he was really overweight. And I mean, I think he really drank the Kool-Aid in this case. I think he was really yeah. heavily involved. Mm-hmm. And he said, no, everything wasn't always rosy, that there were some moments of instability, like you get the feeling that, well, Bikram says, no, there's basically no peeing. Like, and mm-hmm. he's crass, right? He says, you know, if you have a pussy, put a cork in it. And like, just. Yeah. He's not you know, classy it's just, at all. It's not necessary to say that. Like, you can't be revered and be gross. That's how people who are pure talk. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> it's just, it doesn't jive. So. It doesn't. People thrive, right? They, I think they kind of, again, the one, they, the yoga itself they love, but two, mm-hmm. the idea of being able to do this for a living, once it's done, it's a short-term pain for a long-term gain, right? <laughs> right. So, yeah. I don't know. So, yeah, I mean, I think that they're like, you look past the bad stuff because you feel like you're benefiting in the long run. We also talked to a lady named Liz, mm-hmm. and she's a little older when she gets involved with this. She says that she starts off with his tapes and a heater, like, in her in house, her house yeah. and I thought, that's adorable. I know. And she was also a medic, mm-hmm. so she was kind of on standby to help people who were dealing with dehydration or you just passed out in the middle of class. And then, you know, we also had the example from Sarah that there was a senior staffer, and it made me wonder, surely these people are just volunteering their skill set, right? They wouldn't get paid to do this. I think they probably are getting paid. I think they're think just so? part okay. of the, yeah, employed as part of the program, right? Okay. Well, they do say that everybody around him had financial incentive to keep quiet. So maybe mm-hmm. these are the people included in that. So right. Liz mentions that week five is sex week because everybody in there is just like basically sweating it out in a bathing suit. Mm-hmm. And she also brings up the thing about a lot of people are rubbing Bikram after class and you've been starved and there's lack of sleep and you've been berated. So mm-hmm. you're kind of primed again for shenanigans. I just hope they shower first because they probably all smell really bad. Uh, I know. Yeah. They don't talk about laundry service. That's no. right. <laughs> <laughs> or the hygiene at all. I think you just burn those clothes after you're done. Oh God. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Can we also talk about, so there were a lot of pictures of Sarah. Again, these people have amazing figures, but she mm-hmm. had like a, like, like a bando. Yes. How did that stay in place? There were no straps over her shoulders. It was just covering her boobs around. It was essentially a headband around her chest. How did it stay in place? All I those mean, movements? I have no idea. I'm impressed with that brand, whatever it is. Well, you know that they're going to they're going to only put the pictures in there that are flattering, right? They're not going to have the one where it's all hoofed up weird and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah. But you're right. She's got like capri pant on too, I think, in the, if I'm thinking correctly. So there's that. And then she's got this little tiny top on. And mm-hmm. she talks about having had a back injury and she's overcome this with the yoga. And mm-hmm. I'm like, there's another lady that talks about she'd been told the age of 28 that she was going to have to have a hip replacement because she had arthritis. Mm-hmm. And she's able to overcome that with this yoga. So, I mean, again, with the the commitment that these people show and, you know, they're really into it. Mm-hmm. So it's just amazing to me. Mm-hmm. So one of the other women in teacher training mm-hmm. was Mandeep. Mm-hmm. She's from Mumbai mm-hmm. and she wants to teach and knows that she has to go to this training. So she decides to leave her son with her mother and fly mm-hmm. to the U.S. for training. And she's going through training. And of course, she's like, she's in the class. And, and mm-hmm. <laughs> Vikram at one point pointed to her and told someone to ask her if she knows how to do massage, to which she's like, of course, I know how to do massage. Everyone does to a certain extent, right? <laughs> yeah. So she gets called to Vikram's suite for a massage one time. She's like, okay, when? They're like, now. She's like, it's 2 a.m. Right. And so she goes, and she's massaging his arm. She massaging, and he's like, okay, well, guiding her, massage my leg, massage my inner thigh. And then he says, massage my dick. Now, I appreciate that he didn't mince words there. He was just like, listen, (laughs) just rub it, okay? Mm -hmm. But she's like, no. Like, he tried to move her hand there and everything. And she was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And 
she leaves, and thankfully he didn't hold it against her. It didn't seem like. Yes. He told her the next day, nothing happened, whatever, just keep doing teacher training. I would have been terrified. Like, that's it. He's going to kick me out of class or make me do something or, you know? Well, I mean, yeah, she doesn't discuss that she wasn't that way. She just, I mean, she was very adamant that she was like, this is not going to happen. Right. I don't know if he, maybe he was so shocked because nobody said no to him or, you know, they don't really discuss it. But yeah, she seems to be one of the cases that she was like, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm and no. then she's able to, you know, continue on. Yeah, thankfully. Mm-hmm. But they discuss much like Mindeep, students were expected to stay up late with Bikram because he stayed at the hotel during mm-hmm. class or teacher training nine weeks and he never sleeps, right? So he expects them to keep him company and mm-hmm. come to his suite and watch old Bollywood movies. Right. Uh, I just... Well, I mean, it's really problematic because there's no separation and you get the feeling he doesn't want to be alone right because then he'd have to hear his own thoughts I guess so Sarah is she finds herself in this situation Mm -hmm. and she falls asleep and kind of comes to when everybody's getting their stuff together to leave she has to go back for her shoes and boy does that mess up everything for her right because the others leave while she's looking for her Mm -hmm. shoes Mm -hmm. and then when she goes to leave Bikram shuts the door, steps in front of it, won't let her pass, pushes himself mm-hmm. into her, essentially says, I'm going to have you. Mm-hmm. And she's like, that's it. I'm getting raped right here. Right. Somehow she was able to slip around him and get out. Right. So she's trying to open the door handle. He, I think he's in the way. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. she's pushed up against it. I wasn't clear exactly what happened, but that's okay. It was against her will, no matter what it was. Yeah. So yes, she is horrified, but she is able to get away without a worse assault than what she already got. Mm-hmm. And on her way out, she says goodnight to him. And you know what? That's not even surprising. I know men will find it surprising. Why weren't you more up- outraged? Why didn't you do X, Y, or Z? But as a woman, and I think most women I know have been assaulted at some point in time, you do everything you can to try to act like it wasn't a big deal. I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to ignore it. Well, it's survival, right? Like, it's, yep. number one, you never know how you're going to act in any kind of a situation. Right. So people saying, well, I can't believe you didn't. You weren't in there. You you don't know. It's fine. People people react the way they react. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then once she starts to speak, like, she talks to Jacob. Again, I think he believes her, but what do you do with this information? I wouldn't even say he wasn't supportive. I think he was just shocked because right. his experience had been so different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you speak out, you'll get exiled. And this is a community. And if you're not Mm -hmm. part of the community, then you can't teach. You can't do what you love. Right. So then at this point, we meet Larissa. Mm -hmm. She's another student. She thought he was godlike. She actually spends some time at his LA house with his family, Mm -hmm. his wife, and he has a couple daughters, I believe. I thought it was a son and a daughter, but two kids nonetheless. Yeah. Gotcha. So I said, one night during the Bollywood movie scam... (laughs) <laughs> yeah hey and um, let's not ruin bollywood like that because bollywood's pretty fucking awesome no i mean amazing <laughs> i feel like he's ruining it it's just another cool thing that he's ruining which yeah. is just general presence yeah and i think that they end up alone the wife goes to bed i don't know if there's other people around but they kind of are alone and he makes the moves on her and initially oh he starts kissing her that's what it is and she's able to to say, I'm not interested in this. I don't want this with you. And he's like, okay. And then they move into another room and she thinks that, you know, he grabs her hand. She believes that he's going to apologize, but that's not what happens. Mm-mm. You know, he, he actually ends up raping her. Mm-hmm. I don't know that we really need to go into the details of that. Nope. But after he's done and he kind of, you know, writes himself and she, you know, fixes her clothing or whatever, she gives him a kiss on the forehead and says goodnight. Because again, I think you're so shocked. And it's self-preservation. But you don't really know how to react. Right. You're just trying to mitigate the situation and make it all back to normal. And then she goes to the room that she was staying in and she says she was just terrified he was going to come back in. Mm-hmm. And she keeps it quiet. She talks to some people about it in her life and they're like, well, what are you going to do? And she's like, I can't do anything. We, we just act like it's not going to, you know, never, never sees the light of day again. Mm-hmm. So. <sighs> but shortly after the rape happened. So the whole reason she was there is she's trying to get her own studio. Yeah. And he's like, sure, yep, come live with us for a while, help these things, right? Yeah. And then shortly after the rape, he approves her studio. 
So she was able to at least get out of the house and start mm-hmm. her life and start her studio. Yeah. I don't know. Again, they have an interview with him mm-hmm. where he says, I'm the most spiritual man you ever met in your life, but you aren't smart enough, old enough, or intelligent enough to understand who I am. Right. He said this to an interviewer. Yep. Again, with the I'm the best at God complex stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And it's not about the yoga is healing. That's the other thing. Like there's, I think at some point there's been a switch to like, I am the reason, not the Mm -hmm. yoga is the reason. Well, what have we learned through our podcast? What have we learned about people who say they're the smartest, Erin? I'm going to say that they're also the douchiest. (laughs) And generally not the smartest. No, you're not the smartest. Anytime you have to tell me how smart you are, I'm immediately like, well, we're done. Okay. Yeah, pretty Mm -hmm. much. Uh, so Sarah and Larissa are both kind of, you know, keep things quiet. They want to teach. They want to take their studios and, and make it their mm-hmm. their livelihoods, and they're able to do that. Sarah goes on and gets pregnant with her husband. She has a little girl. And she said one day she was at work at the studio, and her daughter looked at her and just said, Mommy, I want to be just like you. Mm-hmm. I want to teach yoga when I grow up. And Sarah's first thought was, you can't do that. You'll get raped. Yeah. That's horrible. Yeah. But that made her realize that she had to go public with this. No one else should have to live through what she lived through. She didn't Mm -hmm. even know about the others. I'm sure she suspected there were others, but you don't know because no one talks. Right. But she does. She does go public. Mm -hmm. So then a woman was interviewing Bikram and she's reading out saying what Sarah had said, you know, oh, he pinned me against the door. He did Mm -hmm. this. And he's like, it's not true. It's not true. If I want to have sex with a woman. I don't have to attack or rape them mm-hmm. or abuse them or assault them. Mm-hmm. That's what all rapists say. Well, <laughs> I mean, and why is that? Because million of them, million would line up and volunteer. Millions mm-hmm. of them would do that. And later in a deposition, he had told them that I slept with some of the students because they said they would kill themselves if I didn't. Yes. That seems likely. When are we going to understand, I mean, men, I guess, in this case, that Rape is not about sex. It's about power over people. Mm -hmm. And so just because you have, I mean, I don't believe he has millions of women just dying to volunteer to bone him. No, because the minute he takes those tiny underwear (sighs) off and they see there's nothing there, they're walking away. That's right. But it's not about the availability of sex. It's about the power that you have over someone. And, you know, that is the attraction to those. I mean, I, I think there are different kinds of rapes and rapists and all that kind of stuff but Mm -hmm. it's just so disgusting for him to say well I didn't I wouldn't have to rape somebody I've got um women everywhere yeah they just uh they just want money that's what they all say right of course yes so Larissa hears Sarah's story Mm -hmm. and decides okay she's not alone so she Mm -hmm. decides to go to the police she goes to LA to file a report for rape Mm -hmm. and the detectives ask her what were you wearing were you drinking (laughs) were you high Mm-hmm. Are you fucking kidding me? Come on, man. Be better. I know we want to believe that that's <sighs> left in the past. Right. Mm-hmm. Why did you go back? He said, why did you go back? Mm-hmm. Couldn't possibly be because, you know, financially, it's difficult to get out of that situation yep. that you've invested so much in. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, of, but- of course. You see, Mandeep also went public in India. Mm-hmm. She went on TV and, and told her story. So that's mm-hmm. good. Yep. And these stories start coming out. Liz decides to post on a Facebook forum for the teachers. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, this is really sad. This has happened, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I guess there are like, there are kind of two camps. There was a side that was like hanging by his toenails, right? Mm-hmm. I'm on that side. But the other side was one, he can't do any wrong. And mm-hmm. if this did happen, they deserved it. Yeah, they're, they're, the women aren't children, right? They knew. They could have left at any time. Yeah. Yeah, they just want money. Anyone with money is a target. Yeah, of course. Of course. Um, There's also another case of a lady named Pandora, and mm-hmm. that one is not necessarily of a sexual assault nature. It's more of a racial slurs and... Verbal assault kind yes, of. Yes, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. And so I think he's just abusive in several different arenas. And so this is just a demonstration of the fact that he's becoming unhinged. <laughs> like, right. He, no checks and balances. He is just off his goddamn rocker Mm -hmm. so at this point we we, have mickey yeah do you want to talk about a little bit about her 
Yeah, she was his former head of legal. Mm-hmm. So she's trying to handle the the lawsuit with Pandora. Mm-hmm. And she's trying to talk to him through these other lawsuits. Mm-hmm. He calls her to his room mm-hmm. and is in the bed under the blankets and pats the bed next to him. And she's like, at this point, I know he's a sexual predator and I don't feel comfortable doing that. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that she said that, but here you are still defend, like you're still his attorney, right? Again, she was kind of, she's in this country yep. because of him. Yep. He holds her visa yep. and controls everything. Yep. But yeah, she's like, he started becoming unhinged. Mm-hmm. He blamed Mickey for all of these things happening, all of the lawsuits. She can make it go away, I'm sure. And she had a different perspective on a lot of this. I mean, she was the one who kind of mentions, you know, kind of the darker side of this, that people can't leave the hotel. And the people, he surrounded himself with people that are financially dependent on him. And so they are incentivized to not Mm -hmm. see any of this or acknowledge any of this. So, I mean, I think she had a little bit different perspective because she was sort of on the businessy end of it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, he ends up calling her in and threatening her, and then she's fired. Mm -hmm. This was after she had talked to Bickram's wife. Mm -hmm. Bickram's wife, who knew everything. What's her name? I didn't get it. I meant to write it down, but I I missed it. It's Rajashree. Does that sound right? Yeah. And so she knows everything that's going on and has just turned a blind eye because she wants to live this lifestyle, right? She wants to have a $350,000 Bentley. Mm -hmm. I can't even imagine driving a car that costs that much. I wouldn't want it to leave my driveway. But she told Nikki, you know, be careful because he has control. Mm-hmm. And if you're not careful, bad things can happen to you and your family. Think about yeah. your daughter, right? Yeah. And then it was like the next mm-hmm. day she was called in and forced to resign. Yeah. yeah. So Mickey reaches out to Carla Menard. Mm-hmm. And so Carla says, I am happy to represent you. I would like you to commit to me at this point to go ahead and say, if this thing goes the way we think it's going to, be prepared to go to trial and see it through. So that was kind of her deal that she offered Mickey. Yep. No settling. Right. We will not settle. Right. And Mickey took it. And she said that she gave Mickey a lot of credit for that because, you know, here she is in a country without a job. Bikram's taken her car. He's turned the lights out on her, all this kind of stuff. She's in a precarious position. So the strength that would have taken to commit to that is really commendable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she had come over from India mm-hmm. for this job mm-hmm. specifically. So, but when Carla starts looking into this, it's interesting because she's like, I just don't understand how smart women endure weeks and weeks with this guy. Yeah. You know, listening to him mm-hmm. just berate you and tell you how horrible you are and all that. Mm-hmm. And then she goes into how it's kind of a incestuous cycle, mm-hmm. right? So if you want to go to the teacher training that you pay for, you have to be recommended for it by a studio owner. Mm -hmm. So these studio owners already went through this. They know exactly what they're sending people to do. Right. And they don't care. I wonder if they get a A percentage. Yeah. I mean, it's possible. But I think, again, they want to believe that the yoga is worth it, I think is basically what it comes down to. Like, suffer in the short term. You'll be, like, set or whatever it's going to be here Mm -hmm. to teach this amazing technique. So... That must be, to me, the only mindset that makes sense. Like, yes, you're sending somebody into the lion's den, but they are going to come out better on the other side. Yeah. And not I everybody guess. experienced this. Right. So, I mean, that might be the other part of it. Mm-hmm. But even those that didn't experience it, a lot of them saw, like Liz said, mm-hmm. you know, them picking a couple women to go spend time with Bickerm in his room at night, which she did not feel comfortable with. She got it. Yeah. I don't know. Probably most of them knew what was going on Mm -hmm. and chose to think of it as voluntary and consensual and all those things to make themselves feel better about it. Yeah. Yeah. But it took three years to get the case to trial. Mm -hmm. They pushed back, they pushed back. And I think it's funny because Mickey had said at one point that Bikram said, powerful men don't do depositions. They never have to do these things. Right. So she knows his his game, right? She's Mm going to know the, I think that the tricks in his bag that he's going to try to pull out, but they finally do get him to sit for a deposition. And they also mentioned that he'd gone through about seven sets of lawyers, which I'm Mm -hmm. like, Oh, what a treat he must be. But I do like the fact that they show some of the taped sessions of him testifying Mm -hmm. and he is Mm -hmm. nothing but combative and just super pissed off. He didn't like Carla as she's the one that's questioning him. How dare a woman question him. 
Well, and then it's like, he says some really gross stuff. Like, did you get the four likes or the four dislikes? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He doesn't four like, things that he doesn't like. Yeah. Cold weather, cold food, cold heart, and cold pussy. And I'm like, again, thanks for showing us who you are. Super classy and super pure. <laughs> That's right. what pure people say. Well, and even his lawyer, like when they started the deposition, mm-hmm. Carla's talking about this is what we're going to do. And the, his lawyer, like they're off camera. All you can see is Vikram's face. Mm-hmm. They're off camera. And he's just like, oh, don't tell us what to do. You might as well just stop right now. Don't tell us what to do. And he just keeps interrupting. She's like, please don't interrupt me. Please don't do this. Please don't and raise your voice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And she says, you know, later in the interview, she's like, they wanted us to get so annoyed that mm-hmm. we would just pull the deposition. She's like, I was not going to do that. I was so pissed on her behalf listening to this. Well, he goes into all this shit about, well, you're a donkey and this is why there's divorce in America and mm-hmm. this is why you need Bikram and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, oh. he essentially called her trash every way he could. Yeah. Bikram did. Yeah. I mean, it was just so juvenile. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Then they have another guy that comes into the picture, and I don't know who that gentleman was, but he's talking about, well, Bikram has testified that he's broke despite all the pictures of the outrageous wealth. And when I'm telling you outrageous wealth, I'm talking about a picture of one of his kids in a warehouse full of cars, right? warehouses. I mean, it looks like a parking garage. It's just cars as far as I can see. And it's not a parking garage full of Yugos and Pintos. It's a parking garage full of Rolls Royce, Bentleys, Ferraris. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Crazy. Yes. So, of course, you know, this is part of the trial to say, why do you have all this stuff if you don't have any money? And he's like, oh, oh, oh well, um, I have a, have a deal with the governor, Jerry Brown, and he's going to get all these cars. Um, yeah, I don't want to exchange. I'm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm going to get my name on an engineering school so that the kids that go there can then go and make Bentleys. I mean, it's just really stupid and I guess the jury laughed at part of this and I'm like fuck yeah they did I like Carla because she's wheedling him sort of in interesting ways like she stands behind him he didn't care for that when she's talking to the people yeah when she's asking questions she stands behind him yeah (laughs) I mean so it's sort of like a it's a power move like a little game Mm -hmm. right so she's standing behind him he doesn't like it his lawyers are trying to like position themselves so she can't do that Mm -hmm. and then they have the nerve to ask the judge can we limit where she goes in the courtroom? And he's like, no, she can fucking go wherever she wants. Thank you. She wants to sit up here. She's welcome. Yeah. He didn't say that. Yeah. It's just, (laughs) it's just amazing. But he's making up this story about the engineering school as he goes. And it's clearly not well done. You would think if he said that he was broke, his lawyers would have prepared him for this. Like they're going to ask you where all your money went and how you're still buying stuff, you know? And there's a lot of commentary on the side about, you know, at one point, some of his lawyers say it would be malpractice or it would be detrimental to him to put him on the fucking stand because he's horrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he says all this shit and then he gets off the stand and he's like, thumbs up, like it did great. And they're, you know. <laughs> so, like I said, he's just, he's very unruly. You know, he just is not a good person mm-hmm. in his own defense. Well, they talk about he lies so much that mm-hmm. does he actually believe it at this point? Right? Or yeah. does he even know the truth anymore? Jury deliberated for one and a half days, found in favor of Mickey. Everyone agreed, right? So that never happened. Mm-hmm. They were unanimous for nearly mm-hmm. seven and a half million dollars. Right. Carla, she, she's funny. She's like, he practically ran out of the courtroom. That, w- that must right. have been glorious to watch. Well, I mean, there's been no consequences for him up right. to this point. Like, he must actually believe that he's above the law. Mm-hmm. Most men like that do. Yeah. So they find in Mickey's favor, they award her this judgment, and then kind of the rest of the fuckery begins, right? So there's a sham divorce supposedly filed, and all the assets go into the wife's name. Right. So that's protected. I think that's bullshit. Like, had they done that beforehand, then it would have been like, Mm -hmm. okay, whatever. But doing it after the fact, they should have said, nope, these were your assets at that time. We still get them. Well, I think had he stayed in the country, right? Right. Because he flees the country. immediately. Yeah, perhaps that would have been an avenue they could have gone with. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But yeah, he just like up and is like, you know, peels out. Right. So they still try to serve him papers, not that it does any good. Mm -hmm. They still have these criminal Mm -hmm. trials. So this is just a civil court, right? Right. They still have criminal cases against him. And in the process of looking into these criminal cases, uh, one of the trial lawyers decides to look into this whole Nixon gave me a green card 
story. Yep. So he contacts the Nixon Library to check out the whole story. And his name doesn't come up one time in any documents for anything <laughs> that had to do with Nixon. I'm right. I'm shocked, Aaron. I am shocked that that was not true. Well, I mean, clever of them to go and check with the, the library. But of course, you know, there's no incentive for anybody else to have checked this Mm-mm. at this point. There's a lovely journalist, Chandrima. Chandrima? I don't know. Chandrima Powell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she's kind of looking into Vikram's early years. She's talking to recent magazine reporters that have written articles on him, and they kind of commiserate that he's a bit of a fictional character. Mm-hmm. They kind of, That's when they kind of figure out this yoga champ claim is bullshit. Yeah, they didn't have yoga competitions back then, but it implies that they have them now, and I want to look into that, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But along the realistic let's say provable, tangible timeline, he would have still been kind of doing weightlifting and sort of stunt Mm -hmm. work at this time. And they show some video of him getting run over by a car and, you know, whatever, Mm -hmm. like, I don't know, just weird stuff like that. So that's not provable. And then they introduce this to uh, another yogi, somebody that came up around the same time. uh, They have the same master, Vishnu Gosh, Gosh, sorry. mm -hmm. And I'm not sure how to say this gentleman's name, Mukul. Yeah, I think Mukul Dutta. Yeah. So he talks about that basically Bikram stole all this from their master, like didn't give their master credit mm-hmm. for this. And kind of good on him because he has a booklet. It's proof, yeah. Yeah, that it was, I mean, so, you know, it's not just these two guys saying opposite things. He actually has a little bit of backing. And now he's brought it and had it published so the world can kind of see. Because again, this reportedly is healing yoga. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just really bad form that Bikram decided to kind of take it over for himself. And that was something that, that Mukul had said, you know, I can go teach this and share it with the world, but I have to give credit to my master who came up with this Mm -hmm. or whomever would have come up with it. In this case, it was his master, but if it was someone before them, then they would all give credit. But yeah. And he had like a little pamphlet or a book, you know, a little almost homemade book that mm-hmm. might have been the only copy with these 22 postures and two breasts that he was able to then publish. Right. So kind of poking some holes in Bikram's whole image, right? Mm-hmm. And there's some other stuff that's going on, like our friend Carla is contacting the LADA. Her name is Jackie Lacey, and they're talking about why not prosecute him? Mm-hmm. You know, he could be extradited if there were criminal charges filed and some of this stuff, mm-hmm. but... There's no real good reason that they're not being filed, and there's no satisfactory answer from the people in charge of bringing those charges against mm-hmm. him. Right, because several people have come forward at this point with sexual mm-hmm. harassment and rape charges. They yes. tried to serve him paper in, where was he, Thailand? And he was like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. He was vulgar. Yeah. Standing out in front of some <laughs> someplace which looked super janky, yeah. which I also thought was hilarious. Uh, maybe he was eating leftovers and living in a hostel. I mean, one can hope, right? (laughs) But Mickey hasn't collected any money from this Mm -hmm. lawsuit. And they say thousands of hours have been spent trying to collect this for her. Mm -hmm. So if the criminal charges are brought, then on the deposition tapes, he's taken the Fifth Amendment several times. And there's an implication, you know, kind of that if you take the Fifth, you're admitting some guilt. Like you can't incriminate yourself, Well, that's the point of it. I'm not going to say anything because it might incriminate me, right? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. So all of that would then be admissible for criminal charges. Mm -hmm. So it's sort of like kind of the closing of a loop if we would just start the loop. But again, not so much that's happening there. So really that leaves the victims to make a choice whether do we prosecute without him present or do we just not? Just settle. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Some of them decided to settle because then you can Mm -hmm. at least move on with your life. And it's frustrating. Sarah discussed that, Mm -hmm. you know, she had turned down several settlements because she just wanted to prosecute. She wanted him to be held accountable, Mm -hmm. but with him not there and they doubt he'll ever be held accountable. They just went ahead and settled so they can move on. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of come back to some of these people that we've met Mm -hmm. earlier in the documentary. I think Liz was interesting because she said that kind of in response to her Facebook post that she got a big letter from a very young woman at the time who was raped by Vikram mm-hmm. and she was the medic at that conference, at that training. And she was really horrified that this young person didn't trust her enough to come forward mm-hmm. and seek treatment. And she said, I hope that I would have done the right thing. I think that it's 
honest of her to say, I hope I did it. I would have right, done it. Right, because you don't know right. if you're not in that situation at yeah. the time. Yeah. And she was really upset about that. The other one that I it really tugged at my heartstrings was Jacob because uh, he knows Sarah. Mm-hmm. And he said, I know that this is happening. I know the people that it's happened to. But he was such a huge influence in my life. It has been so difficult. Mm-hmm. You know, and they they talk a lot about we don't have Bikram on the signs anymore. We're just calling this hot yoga right. now. Because, again, I, I think that they believe in the yoga itself. It's just the teacher who's just royally fucked everything up. He's ruined it. Yeah. <laughs> to go back for just a minute, that was sure. something that Mickey went to Bikram's wife about. She went to Bikram's wife about, hey, it's time to take Bikram out of the school, right? He needs no longer be the head. There are a lot of problems. Mm -hmm. You can keep the school Mm -hmm. and keep the money and keep all these things if we just remove him. And that's where she was like, nope, just let him have it. Right. And that's when she got fired. So now now they have. Now they removed him, at least in the United States. (laughs) Yes. So let me real quick talk about Patrice. Mm, Let's do. So they do mention that since Bikram is not practicing in the States anymore because he's a wanted criminal that he is holding teacher trainings in India. There was one in Spain. Mexico. They're showing pictures of, yeah, even up until 2019. Mm-hmm. And Patrice says that she's glad he's continuing training. She thinks he might even make a comeback. And I'm like, bitch. <laughs> you just sat here. You know Please. what happens. But she's like, well, I believe in the yoga. And that's why I decided to talk mm-hmm. to you today. Because if I believe in it, and I think it needs to go forward. Mm-hmm. Okay, but don't you believe in the women who were abused? Why can't you believe in the in the yoga without him involved? I mean, I think that there's probably one person among you who might be able to perpetuate the positive aspects of this and leave the power-hungry, horrible parts mm-hmm. in the past. I also think it's interesting that Jacob or maybe John Dowd, he might be the one who said, you know, he only gets away with this because we let him. It's John Dowd, yep. Yeah. And it's just like, thank you for saying that, though, because that's exactly what it happens in the real world. When men talk to their friends and their friends joke about assaulting someone and the men laugh with them, then that makes it okay. Yeah. As opposed to saying, yo, dude, you just grabbed that chick and she didn't want to be grabbed. They're like, oh, that was cool. You know, that's not okay. She wanted it. Yeah, of course she did. Um, She was walking by. Of course she wanted it. (laughs) She existed at the same place (laughs) and time. So... This continues to be extremely complicated, mm-hmm. you know, for the people that were involved, I guess. Not for me. It's easy for me to be like, well, I think I could do hot yoga without the potential rapiness. So I'm going to say on the record, I don't think I could ever do hot yoga regardless of who <laughs> is in charge. I think I'd die. Yeah. It was huge in pop culture, though, for Hot Minute, right? There mm-hmm. were lots of takes of people talking about Bikram yoga. So it was way, way, way in the lexicon. And then it crashed and burned. Right. Well, And there's still, so, so I looked it up. There's a mm-hmm. pure Bikram yoga in New Albany, Indiana, which is just north of Louisville. Wow. So, and there's a lot of hot mm-hmm. yoga studios. A lot of hot yoga. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'd be interested to know if people have just decided to turn the temperature up and do regular yoga, or if it's still like 90 minutes, 26 poses, if they're mm-hmm. sticking to that kind of class. I mean, it's hard to say. It feels like, though, with the number of teacher trainings and the number of people in the teacher trainings that everybody that ever teaches a yoga class probably does Bikram yoga. Well, (laughs) with the number of people in the teacher training, they have no one else to teach because they're all teachers now, right? Right, yeah. So anyway, I don't know. I really, I liked this documentary. Um, I think it tells a really good story. I don't like how it ended. It wasn't satisfying at all. No, no, it's not. I mean, again, mm-hmm. he got away with it and he's still living that life. And yeah. And the people who allowed him to get away with it are still living that life. Yeah. And how do you think his kids feel, you know, that they profited from this and they got to live this lifestyle while he was raping women? Like the wife knew she didn't care because she wanted to live that lifestyle. They're probably too insulated from this to understand. Yeah. yeah they probably think it's just women who want money. That's yeah. what they're told. I'm guessing so. So, would you like to talk about next week? I would, because it is more upbeat. (laughs) It is. In fact, we've got the beat. (laughs) (laughs) We do. Oh, I'm such a dork. Anyway, um, (laughs) so we're going to do the Go-Go's 2020 documentary. It's on Showtime, Mm -hmm. an hour and 38 minutes. So I'm super pumped about this one. 
Oh my God. Any of you that grew up in the eighties or mm. even if you didn't and you just happened to stumble upon an 80s station or your parents made a, you watch 80s stuff, you will know the Go-Go's. The Go-Go's rule. Yeah, they do. So please join us for that. And we'd ask you to rate, review, and subscribe. You can find us at Go Dock Yourself on the Instagram and Twitter. And um, yeah, we'd love to hear from people. And if you like what we have to say, then tell people about us. That'd be great. <laughs> yep. That would be great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be great. All right. Until next time. Okay. All right. Later. Bye. It's